So if you have your Bible, we're going to be in Jeremiah 17. Um, I've told Shade like 14 different verses today because I didn't have it marked and my brain was saying all kinds of things, but it is actually, in fact, Jeremiah 17, and this morning, we're not starting a series, we're just going to hear from God what he has to say to us um, from this word. Uh, there's a couple Sundays in the year that are like high-pressure Sundays for me, I don't know if you know what I mean, but um, just kind of to think of a few of those, Easter, right, like if you mess up Easter, you're fired, you're done, it's out, it's over, they're getting rid of you. Uh, so Easter, high-pressure Sunday, Christmas, we just come off of one high-pressure Sunday, you better not mess up Luke 2, right, because people are going to be mad, and, and for me, the third would be the first Sunday of the year. I know maybe that sounds kind of weird for you, um, but for me, this is always like that moment of, God, what do you want to do this year? See, the truth is, last year, it's over, right? 22 years ago, when we had that experience with God, and we're trying to get back there, like, that's over, God's trying to do a new thing, right? And I know that uh, a bunch of preachers today are probably preaching that verse. Look, there's a new thing. We're not going there. Um, but I always like, God, what do you want to say over this year? What would be what you would have for us this year? And as I was praying that, I guess maybe like five or six days ago, these verses popped into my head, which is weird because it's in Jeremiah. And I'll be honest, probably like a lot of you guys, I'm more comfortable with the back half of the book <laughs> than the front half of the book. And um, I've maybe not even read these in a while, but I just placed these in, in my mind, and as I went and started reading these, um, it's easy to see why. So if I had a prayer for us this year, it would be that uh, we would see these verses, and God would speak to us through these, and that maybe we could just live out of these verses um, for the rest of this year, but this morning we're going to be in Jeremiah 17, and I know maybe some of you guys weren't even aware there were other verses than like Jeremiah 29, 11, but there are uh, in the book of Jeremiah, and 17 has a few, and that's where we're going to be this morning, but Jeremiah, just for some background, was a prophet. Um, he was a prophet to Israel, but specifically like the southern kingdom of a divided Israel. He was a prophet of um, the, the tribe or kingdom of Judah, which is the lower half, Jerusalem, kind of maybe a little bit above that and down. And um, most of this book, I'll be honest, is, is a message um, written to God's people. It's all written to God's people. To people who are a religious people, who have a belief in God, who have seen God do amazing things. Like these are the people whose ancestors saw God rescue them out of Egypt. Slavery in Egypt, they, they walked across the... Uh, Red Sea on dry land. Like, this is that people. Isn't that amazing? God just part. Like, wouldn't you like to see that? Like, just go out to the ocean and just whoosh, and watch that, like, fold back. Like, wouldn't that be amazing? And, and these people had ancestors that saw that. And not only that, they, they followed a God that led them around in the wilderness and, like, the smoke tornado by day and fire by night. Like, that's this God. They seen God again part the waters and they walked across a river on dry land. Not only did he do it once, he did it twice, right? Gave them this land that was inhabited by people that were bigger than them and stronger than them. Like, this is the people that their God told them, just march around the city. You don't even have to lift a sword, right? Just march around the city, and I'm going to make the walls fall in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win the battle. And they'd seen God do that. And they'd seen God do other amazing things. But this people had exchanged their God for the living God, for God's made by human hands. We think, man, that's so sad, right? But like, don't we all have idols, these gods that we've made? 
Maybe they're not in the same form anymore. Like, hopefully you don't have like a golden calf in your house that you bring fruit to every day. Like maybe you do, but hopefully you don't. <laughs> um, but we do have other things that we put before God, and anything we put before God is a God, right? Like that sounds silly, but if you put TV before God, then that's your God. Man, what a, what a pitiful God, right? If you put a person before God, that's your God, like no matter who that person is. Like that's your God. What a pitiful God. Because none of those gods have the power to save and none of those gods have the power to part the waters and win our battles. Like none of those gods have that power. But if that's what we want to shape our life around, God gives us that choice. He'll let you do it. And this is those people. People who'd seen God do amazing things but really would rather have gods that couldn't do anything. And God sent a prophet to these guys, Jeremiah. And Jeremiah's book is mostly, mostly a book that says there's a coming judgment. You can turn back to God. I know you're not going to turn back to God, but that's my place in the world is to say turn back to God. If you turn back to God, God will save you. Most of you won't. And you know how the book ends, right? They didn't. And God didn't. He let them have exactly what they wanted, gods that can't save still happening today this is a book written to not just like people out in the world this is a book written to God's people about how it's possible for God's people to choose other things than God and God will let us have what we want and we step into chapter 17 verse 5 is where we're going to be today and he starts out with this phrase, this is what the Lord says. If you have a different version, maybe it says, thus saith the Lord. That's a phrase that's found about 350 times in the Old Testament, and 157 of them come from the book of Jeremiah. Isn't that crazy? Like, almost the majority of the times that thus saith the Lord happens, it happens in the book of Jeremiah. God is trying to talk to these people. You get that? These people have turned from God. They've worshipped other gods. Like, imagine that. This is the equivalent. I would rather spend time with my TV than God. And God doesn't say, forget you. He says 157 times, turn back, turn back, turn back, turn back, turn back. More, more times than any other book contains that in the Old Testament. God is trying to draw people back to himself. And people just aren't listening And he starts out with, this is what the Lord says. Not this is what Jeremiah says. Not this is my opinion. But the God that created the heavens and the earth is talking to you today. And through Jeremiah to us today. And this is what he says. Isn't that amazing? This is not Brad's opinion today. If it is, don't come back. Right? Who cares about what I have to say? I don't, I don't even know that much. Like any, anything good I say comes from God. Then he says, this is what God says. So to these people, yes, who, by the way, didn't turn back. But also to us this morning, this is what God says. This is what God would say to us this morning from Jeremiah, not an outdated book that is for some other people, but for us today, it's very relevant for us today. This is what God says. And he says this, Cursed is the man 
who trust in mankind. Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind. Now, I think we hear that and we immediately think like Egyptian curse, right? Like somebody broke the tablet and the mummy's coming. Like we think of stuff like that. And that's not what God is saying. Cursed, if you look kind of at the synonyms for that word, doomed is the word that would be there. Synonym for cursed. Doomed is the man who trusts in mankind. Ill-fated is the man who trusts in mankind. Well, what he's saying is a man who trusts in mankind is headed towards destruction. That's what he's saying. A man who trusts or a woman who trusts, right, in mankind or in humanity is headed towards destruction. Who makes human flesh his strength and turns his heart from the Lord. This is the message that God is saying to these people. By the way, a people who have put their trust in pretty much everything but God. Right? Some king came in and this king said, hey, we're going to follow these idols because, you know, that sounds like a good idea. We had the living God, but we don't want the living God because we don't want the rules of the living God. We don't want to follow the living God. We'd rather have rocks and sticks and gold who can't talk to us and tell us things. We want something that's powerless because we don't want anything to have power over us. That's why it's easier to worship the TV and the family and the boyfriend or girlfriend. That's why it's easier We want something that's powerless because we'd rather have a powerless life than to have something that has power over us. What's the name Lord mean, right? Something that has power over us. That's why they called the kings and queens Lord. And he says, doomed is a person who puts their trust in humanity, who makes human flesh. What is human flesh? Dust. That's actually the word used here. His strength, who makes dust his strength. Doomed is that man. Now we hear that and we're like, oh man, this is fire and brimstone day. Awesome. Some of you love it. Some of you hate it. It's okay. Some of you are in the middle and you're just kind of waiting to see where it goes. And that's okay. Maybe sometimes we need that. I know it's easier to hear like God loves everybody. Everything's going to work out in the end. And, you know, for those of us that know him, everything will work out in the end. But this is what God is saying. Doomed is a person who puts their trust in anything other than God, who turns his heart from the Lord. And then he gives us this illustration, right? This, there's this illustration that's happening. He says, he is like a juniper in the Araba. Now, I don't know what either one of those things is without looking them up, because I'm not like a plant guy. I don't know what a juniper is, but I have a picture of a juniper somewhere. There it is. This is a juniper. Isn't it beautiful? Amazing looking tree. It's awesome. Let's get 12 of those and put them out front in church, you know. We'll blend in. Um, <laughs> it's an amazing-looking dead thing, right? Like, there's, there's a little life there. There's some thistles. Uh, juniper is an evergreen, by the way, which is a pretty hardy plant. It's hard to kill evergreens. It can be done, but it's hard. They don't need a lot of stuff, but this is a juniper in, actually, a desert. I have another picture of a juniper, if that one was not pretty enough. This one is a better-looking juniper, right? We can... Agree with that. Still some dead stuff on it, but it's, it's healthier. But here's the amazing thing about a juniper. It, it relies upon the circumstances, right? A juniper in the Araba. Do we have the Araba, the desert? This is a picture of the actual Araba desert. It looks amazing, right? We could go have vacations there. Anybody want to swim in the sand or sit in the sand or sunbathe in the sand? or uh, I don't know. There's nothing else, so just sand, right? Like it's, it's dead, 
It's a dry and desolate place. He says, anybody that puts his trust in anything other than God is like a juniper, this plant in the desert. Now that plant, it lives in the desert, right? You can see around it. It, it lives there. It exists there. But basically what I, what I would describe that as is it survives there, right? It's not a beautiful, amazing, flourishing, like, I want 12 of those in my yard plant, that's a, that thing's just making it. It's hanging on. It's surviving. And, you know, the second one, uh, maybe if there's been a little more rain that year or, or, or whatever, that one, that one can maybe look a little bit better. It can grow a little more. But it, that plant is it's 100% tied to the circumstances, right? If there's no rain, that plant's not looking super hot. If there's a lot of rain, maybe that plant looks okay, but it's totally reliant on the circumstances. And because of that, it can survive, but it cannot thrive. It's like a tree planted in the desert. Now, if I'm thinking about what I want people to describe my life as, like that's probably not the thing, right? Man, Brad, he's like a tree planted in the desert. He's surviving. He's not pretty. <laughs> That's not probably what I want put on my tombstone when I go, right? He made it till he didn't, and it wasn't pretty. It was a struggle, and it was difficult, and, man, his life was filled with just not great stuff, but he made it till he didn't. And that's what God's saying about a, a person who puts their trust in Anything other than in God. You'll make it till you don't. You could probably survive. Maybe some of you guys, 60, 70, 80 years, maybe 112 years. You know, Who knows? But your life's going to be full of trouble. And you're going to be beholden to your circumstances. You're not ever going to rise above the mood of the day, as we say. If, if you don't put your trust in God, you're doomed because you're like a tree planted in the desert. He says he cannot see when... Good comes. Another translation says he's not planted in good soil. There's no substance to sink his roots into is what he's saying. He's sinking them down in the sand. There's no substance there. No substance to its life. But it dwells in parched places in the wilderness in a salt land where no one lives. Nobody lives there. Nobody can live there. Nobody has life there, right? Like water is this representation of life. Anytime we see water, it's a representation of life because nothing can live very long without water, right? Like you, you can go maybe three days without water. You can go 30 days without food, but you can't go very long without water. He says he, li- he lives in a waterless land, a parched land. There's no substance. There's no source to his life. He's just living based off the circumstances is what it's saying. Anybody who puts his trust in anything but God is living based on circumstances and there's no source and substance to their life. That's what he's saying. And that is a very doomed and desperate place to live. That's a bad place to choose to live, right? Anybody like, nah, I just, I'd love to move out in the middle of the desert with no water. Sounds amazing. For three days because I'm going to die soon, right? Because you can't make it long without water. You can't make it long without life. And he says, this is what it's like for someone who puts their trust in anything other than God. And then he says, but there is another option, right? Like, I love that. Anytime, anytime God gives the doomed option, there's always another option. God's not just like, everybody's doomed. Hate it for you guys. 
right? Like before Noah got on the boat, it says he was a preacher of righteousness. Hey, everybody's going to die unless you get on the boat. God always gives like two options, right? You can be a tree in the desert if that's what you want to be. If you want to live kind of beholden to circumstances and, and people's opinions and, and if it's a good day or a bad day and you want to flip back and forth like that, you can do that. Or you can be blessed. It says that blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord. Dressed as, blessed is someone who puts their trust in the Lord. So we have two options. We have put your trust in anything else, and, and that's going to end in a in not good place. Or you can put your trust in the Lord. Isn't that amazing? There's not three options, is there? There's not like four options or 12 options or 157 options. There's not any of that. There's two options. There's anything else or God. Now, I say there's not three because some of us think there are three. The kind of God option right? I can either be all not God, or I can be all God, or I can be the American church. Right? Because we don't really want all God. Because if we, if we let the power of God into our life, then I'm under the power of God. I don't really want that. And I don't really want all not God, because I don't want to be a tree planted in the desert. I don't want to, I'm not planning on just being doomed forever. Like, I don't want to do that. So I want to be in the middle, where it's like, I'm going to do what I want. And every once in a while, I'm going to get my God on. Right, like, I'm going to step over here, not too far, on Sunday, split the line, or whatever day, right? But then, like, the whole rest of the week, I'm going to be over here because this is the fun place, right? Like, this is, I'm, a, I'm in charge of me. I'm the boss of me. This is the, I get to do my thing. This is my place. And then I'm going to visit God sometimes because at the end of the day, like, I don't, don't want to be a tree in the desert. So when I get thirsty, when I feel like my life's falling apart, when I feel like, you know, it's rough, I'm going to step over here for a minute, get watered, and go back to the desert because the desert's pretty awesome. Nobody lives there. I can do whatever I want to in the desert. And this is, like, where we think the third option is. But, like, thus saith the Lord, there is no third option. It's like this option or there's this option, right? Like one or two. You get, you, get, you get tree in the desert or this other tree. You get cursed, doomed, or blessed, alive. You get, you get one of those two, and you can't have the middle thing. If you don't hear anything else I say today, if you're in the middle thing, you're a tree in the desert. That's true. If, if you're over here kind of like, I want to do my thing, I'm going to step in to get watered every once in a while, you're a tree in the desert. Because God didn't give three options. God's not like a part-time dad. He doesn't just want visitation on Sunday. Like, that's not it. We're either living in the power and under the power of God, or we're not. And actually, you're still living under somebody's power, right? Because what's Ephesians 2 say? <laughs> All those who don't know God are under the power of the enemy. He'll let you play in the desert, and he'll let you think you're the boss. And at the end of the day, he slapped chains on you, and you're chained to something, and that thing is doomed in desert because there's no source and substance to a life in the desert. 
It's totally beholden to circumstances. But there is another option. And that option is this. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Now it says trust in the Lord. I just want you to know that's not, I said a prayer of that one time, and then I just did whatever I wanted to forever. That's not trust in the Lord. That's I don't want to go to hell, so I did the thing that they told me to do. God doesn't have to call you to do that. People can play on your emotions to do that. Some preacher can say enough about how it's going to be hot, and you're going to be in pain, and you'll come down here and pray. That's just true. People can play with your emotions to get you to say a prayer. And a prayer has nothing to do with trusting in the Lord. Right? A prayer is just the circumstances of the day. Ah, man, I felt guilty, so I come down there and prayed. I felt better for a few minutes, and I did whatever I wanted to. But when I die, I'm going to heaven. No, you're not. I love you enough to tell you. No, you're not. Trusting in the Lord is... (laughs) I believe God is who he says he is. And I believe he'll do what he says he'll do. And because of that, and because I've seen the surpassing value of of him, I'm going to step into the power of God. And I'm going to come under the power of God. That's trusting in the Lord. Okay, God, you're the boss. Right? Like, what, what does worship even mean? It's just this idea of bowing or bending before something to, to submit yourself. We think worship is this. No, worship is this, right? I'm giving you my life. Like, we all, we all prayed that. What we really meant was you can have some Sundays unless something cool is happening. That ain't what God says. He says, blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence indeed is in the Lord. He will be, listen to this, like a tree planted by water. You know what's amazing about a tree planted by water? It is super hard to kill that tree. You got to chop that tree down if you're going to kill that tree. Because a tree planted by the water, its roots run deep. And it has a substance to it. And a source. Amen. You ever seen a tree planted by a creek? Them trees get pretty big, right? Because they're constantly sunk down into some substance. And they're constantly fed by a source. And this is what God's saying. You want a healthy life? You want a good life? You want, you want a life that's worth something? Get in the substance of God and stretch out your roots toward the source. He says, somebody who puts their confidence in the Lord will be like a tree planted by water. It sends its roots out towards a stream. And listen to this. It doesn't fear when the heat comes. You know why? Because it isn't dependent upon some circumstances. And its foliage remains green. In other words, it can get real hot in the life of a tree planted by water. But you're not going to kill that tree. You're not even going to make it look bad. And it says it will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit this is this is that tree it describes 
This, this tree is a tree that's planted in some substance, and it has a source. And what it's saying is, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are in the life of this tree, it's really hard to kill this tree. In other words, this is not a picture of a tree that's like, oh, I'm having a bad day. Mm-mm. I don't know about this. I don't know if I can keep this up. I don't know if I can do this. This is not that tree. This is not a tree that's everything's falling apart. I don't know if I can keep going on. This is not that tree. This is not a tree that is, oh my gosh, my world's imploding around me. I don't know if I can keep charging forward. This is not that tree. This is a tree that in spite of all the circumstances will continue to thrive because this tree is anchored down in something with some substance and its roots are stretched out toward a source. You ever met one of those people that like, they're really good on Sunday? Man, I love God, I trust God, I believe God, he's so good, God is man, he's the man. Worship was awesome today, did you get that? Like, a glorious day, were you jumping during glorious? I was jumping because I'm like a free and I'm alive and then Monday hits and they're like, oh, man, this is horrible. I'm just doomed. My life's just falling apart, I'm struggling, I can't, I can't do this. See, that's, that's not the life of a tree planted by water. See, when, when hard stuff comes to a tree planted by water, it doesn't change the, the, the state or the nature of the tree planted by the water. The tree's not flip-flopping back and forth between I believe or I don't believe or God is good and God's not good. That's not the tree we're seeing here because this tree has some substance under it and it's stretched out toward a source. This is that tree. Now what's crazy about that to me is like not only have I maybe been there a time or two, right? The struggle comes and you're like, man, I don't, maybe God's forgot me. Anybody else ever been there? Maybe God doesn't see me. Maybe God doesn't love me. Maybe God doesn't want me. Maybe God's forgotten about me. Because when our circumstances change, our picture of God changes. Why is that? Why is that? Because maybe like that tree in the desert, we're just not anchored down into the right stuff. Remember, this is a book where he's writing to who? God's people. Wouldn't that, like that'd be a, a hearty message for the street, right? Hey, all you people out there. You're like a tree in the desert. Unless you put your faith and trust in God, you're doomed. We could all get behind that, right? That's true, amen. Hallelujah, unless you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you, you are doomed. But it's a lot harder when that message is written to us, isn't it? When that message is, hey, I, I know you're God's people. I do. I know that you come to church. I know that you sing the songs. I know that you got the little bumper sticker and the clothes. I know, I know that's you. But this is what God says. Don't shoot the messenger. Some of you guys, don't get mad. Some of you guys have put your faith in other stuff. You just trust it in your bank account. When your bank account isn't full, you think God's a bad daddy and you freak out you think he's forgot you you think he doesn't love you your, your roots are in the wrong thing that's what he's saying right 
Some of you, you put all your faith and your trust in this person and then this person acts crazy or they were moved or they went away and then, and then you start like doubting God. It's a roots problem. You, you, you sunk down into the wrong thing. You, you put your hope in the wrong thing and then rain didn't come and you're frustrated at God. But God didn't plant you there. Right, like we, we play that game all day long. There's this thing and that thing and that thing and that thing and that thing. But like we know, right? But here's what he's saying. He, he says, but you can. Other option, just, just an idea. Just this, that says God, you know, just whatever. There's another option. Um, you can like just get up out of the desert. You can quit being like American church and trying to play the and you could just sink down into God you could right like who's the stream really like what are we we get to be the tree but who's the stream he's like you could uproot and you could come and you could put your roots down in the substance of God and then you could stretch out your roots towards the source that is God and then here's here's the thing when you do that, you're not going to flip back and forth between like, I don't know if God loves me and God loves me. Right? Like, like when you do that, you're, you're not going to flip back and forth between like God sees me and God doesn't see me. It's not like, oh, on Sunday God sees me. Yeah, because you like one day kind of dipped a, a root over there um, to back into a life where God doesn't see me. Because see, the, 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 the stream is the place where, where all the circumstances can be going wrong. But the source is right. And I'm fine. Like, like everything can't, like, <laughs> right? There, there are droughts. And there is heat. Like, he says that. He's not like, oh, come over by the stream and there'll never be heat and it'll be a comfortable 71 degrees. And do you want to lemonade? He's like, oh, yeah, dude, there's heat. There's a lot of heat. But, like, you're in the source. He's like, oh, yeah, there's, there's years sometimes of drought. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, today was bad, but, you know, God's got my back tomorrow. It'll be fine. Like, there's years of drought sometimes. But you know what? Like, you're in the source. The source, it isn't going anywhere. The rivers don't move. Like, the source isn't going anywhere. Like, I'm planted by the water. And it doesn't matter, like, if somebody's mad at me. And it doesn't matter if, like, my life's falling apart. And it doesn't matter if... My bank account's going down the tubes. It doesn't matter what happens because in the heat and in, in the rain, like I'm going to be good because I'm by the stream. I'm not dependent upon like the good days to fulfill me and make me happy and, and let me know that I'm loved. Like I'm not dependent upon circumstances. I'm dependent upon today the source. Circumstances change. Days get bad and good. Like there's good days, bad days, okay days, and there's days kind of that surround all those things. But if I'm in the source, none of that really matters. You know what, people, they're going to let me down, and they're going to disappoint me, and they're going to run away, and people are going to do all kinds of freaky stuff. But God, he's like always right here, so it doesn't matter when, when the heat comes. I'm in the source. You know, sickness is a real thing, and death is a real thing, and I'm going to experience both if I'm around here long enough. But man, the devil, he can't do anything because I'm in the source. I've decided today that I'm going to be not a tree in the desert, but I'm going to plant myself in the substance of God. I'm going to stretch out my roots towards the source. 
Now, I think most of us were like, man, that's, that, sounds, that sounds amazing. But, but I go to church and I don't feel that way. Well, maybe that's not enough. Oh, great. You check in once a week with God. I'm sure everything will be fine. But I listened to Caleb. That's cool. Those same seven songs are going to get you for a couple weeks. And then you're going to realize that it's a little bit more difficult than that. See, like the reality of it is we can't have a little pocket God that we pull out every once in a while when the day's bad. We have to sink our roots into the substance. And that's like a decision. That's, that's like, God, I, I want you. So I'm going to uproot from what I'm in. Amen, hallelujah. I'm going to get out of trusting in other stuff. Amen, hallelujah. And I'm going to move over here to a good spot where it's got some shade. And the green grass. And I'm going to start sinking my roots deep into the substance of God. What does that mean? That means i got to wrap my life around God. You ever seen one of those plants that have like just roots that are on the surface? You seen those? I don't know if anybody goes outside anymore, but I mean, if you do, there's those plants that you can just walk by and you can almost blow on them and they'll just, right? It's all those surface roots. You can pull them out and they just come. But you know what the most frustrating weed is? The one where the roots run like deep. You can tug on that sucker. You can try ripping on it you can hook it up to the back of a truck with a chain and yank on it and it ain't going anywhere because the roots are deep I said that prayer one time surface roots I go to church surface roots the devil's going to yank you up I listen to Caleb surface roots I one time looked at the cover of a devotion surface roots I own a Bible. It's covered in some weird gray substance. It's like that thick and it looks fuzzy. Surface roots. I pray before I eat Subway. You better. Surface roots. <laughs> and I've seen God. And I want more of Him. can't get enough of him I don't want to just wait till somebody puts a new podcast up I have a Bible and God's given me a brain God today I want to know more about you God today I want to I want to I just want to talk to you I just want to get alone and I want to talk to you I'm not going to just pray while I'm driving down the road I'm just going to I'm going to just shut the door and say everybody get out for a minute And as we invest time into reading about this God and learning about this God and talking to this God, what are we doing? We're sinking those roots down deep into the substance of God. And before long, we don't really notice if the sun's out or the sun's not out anymore. Because our roots are in something that says, God, you're good. We don't really notice if it rained in a while or not because our roots are in something that says, God, you love me and you care for me and you want me and you're for me. We don't really notice if it's getting a little cold outside, right? 
because our roots are in something of some value, some substance, and they're starting to stretch out toward the source. That is a choice where we say, God, I want to value you above all these handmade gods, above all these idols, above all these things. I'm casting all that aside. I have no backup plan. I want you and only you. So if you're not a good stream, I'm going to know because I don't have another option. So I'm wrapping my life around you. This is the option that God's given his people in Jeremiah 17, and this is the option he's given his church today. Thus saith the Lord, pick where you want your roots and stick to it. If you want to be a tree in the desert, get some tree in the desert t-shirts. Slap it on the bumper sticker. Listen to tree in the desert music and see how it goes for you. I'm God and I made the heavens and the earth and I'm the alpha and the omega. I'm the beginning and the end and all the things in between and I know how it's going to go for you. But don't try to pretend like I'm your God if I'm not. Don't walk around telling people you're a Christian if you're wrapping your life around everything else. Don't try to pretend like because you go to church you're some holy thing when really you don't think about me except every once in a while. If you want to be a tree in the desert, I love you. Have a great time. It ain't going to end well. But if today you, you want to come toward me, I can make you some promises. I'm a good stream. You're never going to thirst if you'll stretch your roots this way. You're never going to get crushed by the circumstances of life if you'll stretch your roots this way. The heat, it can't do a thing to you if you'll stretch your roots this way. The enemy, he can't even with a chainsaw cut you down. If you'll stretch your roots this way, I'm a stream that's never going to run dry. There can be years and years and years of drought. It may never rain again, but I'm a source of living water that will be welling up inside of you. What's the woman say? Sir, give me this drink so that I may never thirst again. That we would answer God that way today. That we would say, God, I've seen you. I know what I've been doing. I know that I've wrapped my roots in all kinds of junk. But God, today, I I want you to move my roots. I I, want to quit trying to play the middle. And I want to move up out of the desert into the cool green grass by the streams of living water. Father God, I'm, I'm tired of getting blown around by every wind and wave of circumstances. I want to invest in you. I want to come into the power of God and step under the power of God. And I want to see you do something in my life. See, in reality this morning, we can play church for the rest of our lives. And it isn't going to do a thing for us. Or we can sink our roots deep in the character of God. We can plant our lives in something with real substance and source. 
That's what God's inviting all of us into today. <coughs> Thus saith the Lord, the stream is better. Thus saith the Lord, the desert is no good. Thus saith the Lord, living in some gray area you made up isn't where I planted you or want you. And thus saith the Lord, I sent my son on a tree so that you could plant your tree right beside me. <clears throat>